Hellenic Radio. 1422 Medium Wave. Information. Innovation. Communication. And now we come to an equally special, wonderful concept and institution and drive. The visionary behind Growing Champions is Sam Tawil Moore, and she's on the line with us now. So I want to say good morning, Kalimera Sam, and welcome to Hellenic Radio. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, being a Lebanese person, I feel like the <laughs> community is part of my extended family. Yeah, of so course. It's very so exciting to there be part you of go. You're Lebanese, so your father's the boxer, right, Tawil? Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens with the Greeks when they see, when they see, you know, a Lebanese person or Portuguese person or Italian person, suddenly we're all, a, that's, that's the side we're on. He's one of us kind of thing. <laughs> exactly, <lovely>. one family, <laughs> Mediterranean, beautiful. Amazing. Okay, so um, Sam, you have some very wonderful and inspiring news to tell us uh, or details to give us about Growing Champions and the whole journey behind Growing Champions. And I think that we've got a plan to actually speak to the individuals maybe next Saturday. So I'm going to hand over to you, Sam. Take us on the journey, but if you can start a little bit about yourself so we meet you as well. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you, Rena. So, um, yes, I, I am a, actually an occupational therapist and okay. work in trauma facilitation, right. uh, mental health, and I began a project a decade ago right. to help young people who are born into violent and, and right. um, impoverished environments Right. To be able to lift themselves out of that cycle um, and become change leaders and actually pillars okay. for the youth to sort of build a scaffold that others can climb mm. wow. to, okay. to actually lead themselves out of that space. And that really did come from the fighting power from, from watching my dad when he was inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame. Yes. He asked, what was, his, what was his greatest sporting moment? And he said it was the moment he had a voice to give others a hand up in life. Mm. Wow. And that's truly what oh we gosh. care for. What a beautiful you know, statement. Jeez, that should be a slogan. Sorry, I'm just so taken by it. Thank you. No, it's so true. And it changed me too. It really impacted me so deeply that truly our only success lies not in what we achieve, but what we actually leave as a legacy of change and betterment mm. in, in the world. Wow. So each person born here has, you know, has a life purpose, has has a spirit to do something. Sure. And so I always ask the young people that come into the organization, um, what what really turns your stomach? What makes you sad or upset every time you see it? Right. And then how are you going to create change from that, you know? Sure. So these three that we, we, we're celebrating today yes. um, are young men who who felt that they wanted to see a difference against violence. They, they didn't want to see violence being perpetuated yes. amongst the youth. Yes. Um, and, and also they wanted to be a hand out to others to bring them into safety because they never had that hand. Um, right. You know, they never knew that other people were also wanting to step out of it or that there was a way out. Wow. They just felt they were in the bed of violence. Yeah. You know, and that was their destiny. Yes, so, yeah. No escape. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they now do know it. They, they came into our organization has a, a seven-step program and it uses sport. We started with a football team. Um, we our people come and play. They become part of a team. They wow. become a belonging. Yes. They have an identity. 
The Growing Champions, the name, is actually coming from my family. My mother was a teacher and educator, so growth was always important to, Beautiful. to make progress. And Beautiful. my father was a champion, so a champion is an overcomer, a person who beats Absolutely. the Absolutely, yes. So that's really the identity these children take on. And once they've developed it, they start to, to lead change. But, but Rena, right from the beginning, we teach service. We teach that... We're not victims of our world. We actually, everyone has something to offer. Right. And from very young, they were always very much involved in sport with us. So we used to do runs, you know, to help other charities with kids that, you know, maybe were born um, with illnesses. That yes. chronic illnesses, life-threatening. Yes. And we would go do runs and raise funds for them to have their dreams come true or have an experience or something to lift them out of that, that state of sickness and right. lift their lives. So they learned very early on inside of Growing Champions that you are a change leader. Right. Everyone has the potential. You don't need... I mean, if you look at my dad's story yes. and his family, they you know, they, they lived in a... They, they trained in the corrugated iron shack. Uh, it was wow. called the Tin Shanty Gym in Trinidadoni. Wow. wow. And my uncle became the first world champion from that Tin Shanty by his father's guidance. To become the first world champion in any sport in our country. Wow, you know? wow. So, so you don't need endless resources. You actually need to be resourceful and understand your own power. Yes. Um, and the gifts you have. And use them. Oh. So right. maybe I should tell you a little bit about the, the two individuals then yes. that are okay. using these, sure. these things. Sure, please. Okay. Great. So, um, so the first one, Romelo Shambe, he's 21 years old. Uh, he lives in Eldorado Park in, a, in an area called Castidorp, which means Candle Town, because they were the last to be given electricity. Oh, um, right. And they always used to have this collapsing, so they would very seldom had light, and they, they wow. lived in the darkness, which for me is very symbolic of actually very what happened, happened for these children. Yes, yes. Um, and Romello, you know, growing up in this environment, he obviously witnessed all sorts of domestic violence, sexual abuse, um, uh, all these kind of horrors and shootings and people dying, they they would celebrate a 21st birthday the way we would, we would celebrate a 100th birthday because wow. we'd say, wow, a person made it. that age. Yeah, you know? she was... And for them, 21 was was the age to celebrate because few make it. Wow. So that's how Gosh. intense that environment is. Gosh. Okay. So, yeah. so he, you know, he walked amongst us and, and from, um, I met him when he was 11 years old, and he told me there and then, um, Sam, if one day you're unable to do what, you able, what you're doing for us now, I'm going to be the one doing it for you uh, and for others. Wow. Oh, my goodness. How wonderful. Jeez. This is so very special, to, hey? So. Yes. It's very, you know, you, a lot of children just see their, their life as here and now. He had this vision of wanting to, to be a, a servant and really help others to lift and mm. so from a very young age, he had that just 10 years ago. And now he's 21. Right. And he's doing just that. So he lives in a gang environment. Well, I would call it criminal rings, okay? They have... Okay. Everyone is born into... You're born into a family who are hijackers. You're born into a family who sell a drug deal with, you know, armed gangs. Yes. And all these kind of things. It's interest. You know, you're taught from a young age. to sure. be a drug runner. Sure. And he refused. He refused to become part of this um, system. Hmm. And it's very difficult. You know, it's not just a, a statement we make. No, it's no, no. It's actually a very difficult thing because if you don't have a group of people around you, 
you're unprotected and you will possibly lose your life. It, it's just, in fact, so, you probably will lose your life or yeah. become disabled in yes. some, yes. you know, attack because you become the victim. <laughs> so he took a very brave stand and, and he started a clothing line called Anti-Gang. Hmm. So he stood up in his environment and said, I stand against gangsterism. Mm. I don't want to see people being abused at home. I don't want to see women being raped. I don't want to see um, using violence as as a tool to thinking we're powerful. I want to teach true power. I want to help my youth. And people behind me to understand wow. another way. Wow. And I want to start a business. I want my clothing line to become a business that I can employ people and help them into healthy hmm. jobs and, and, you know, ways of living, contributing, rather than destroying. Jeez. So, this is a, you know, if you think about where 21-year-old people are, yeah. a lot of us are very preoccupied with ourselves, yeah. you know, yeah. and building our space and whatever. And for, for a young man to have such passion Brilliant. and vision, Brilliant. He's incredible, and he's also got a real talent for for clothing. You know, he's got lovely sense of style and flair. He's always an this is his fashion. talent, yes. This is his so gift. Yes. Sure, exactly. So he brought it together so beautifully, and so to tell you honestly, uh, what moved me the most about him is he sits alone in this very dark zone, and he washes tackies. He's he sits and cleans tackies with a with a scrubbing brush and and mm. and so. And he, he, he charges people 35 rand right. to clean tackies. And then he takes that money after a long day's work. He buys the fabric. He goes to the local tailor who was a gangster before. And is wow. Formed, okay. And he gives him a job. He asks him to make the next item of clothing. Mm. Then he goes and he produces that. He sells it for a percentage of profit. And then he goes on. Sitting alone with the spirit of entrepreneurship and, and complete passion to make sure that there's an alternative for his community. Brilliant. And that just takes my you know, heart because Absolutely. it's no easy task. You're sitting Absolutely. very isolated. We we feel so, it's so hard for a, a person of 21 to sit alone in the world. Mm. And for mm. people to sort of laugh at you, they walk past, they sit on the street, they laugh at him, they mock him, but he continues. You see? You know, you as know and now yeah. he's in Crestus Center. He has an expo at Crestus Center. Wow. Um, Selling his clothes, um, talking his story, teaching people about the purpose of what he's trying to do, his mm. vision. Mm. Um, and BBC actually recorded him. They're going to be doing a little news uh, yeah. program on him, okay. his little documentary, um, because they love the fact that he's not just sitting back you and see? saying, well, we're unemployed, what yes. can we do? Yes. You know, he's actually driving, we can do. Wow. And we've all got something to give. Something and he's doing there. It. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say as you were sharing his story, I thought this should be made into a movie. And there you go. You've, you've said they're doing a documentary. That's excellent. This is it, this is definitely yeah. a story to be out there, an inspiration. He could also give guest talks um, and demonstrations. Um, uh, uh, please, will you tell us um, a little bit more about? At, you said at Cresta's shop. It's at the at the shopping centre. Yeah. Yes, so Christmas Centre is obviously a beautiful shopping centre based in Blackheath, Northcliffe, right. um, in Randburg, and it's downstairs on the lower level, there's um, like a banking section with NetBank and Capitec, and just in that space there, they've got the store, um, you hmm. can walk in, both the young men, so the other young man maybe I must tell you a little about. Yes, of course. If I can cry. Um, so Please. his name is Thornty Elphus Lavorka, and he always uses his middle name too, because he wants to be a, a, a 
renowned poet one day. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so he loves his words. <laughs> so he's 20 years old. And this young man was grown, brought up really in a lot of um, darkness, a lot of negativity. Yes. So always, wherever he went, people would tell him he'll amount to nothing. He's useless. He's got no hope. And he should just give in to the cycle of the dark. You know, you should go into crime because you're not going to be anything else. So you can try and fight it, but you're going to eventually fall and they'll all watch you and laugh. You know, that's just kind of the, the take on it. Yes, you think you're yes. Going to do something, you'll never shine. Right, you'll, you'll never, never shine. shine, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he faced this and he, he became very committed to his teachers. His teachers at school were very influential to him and especially his principal. Wonderful. Um, he went to, you know, he went to Ferndale High School and his principal really inspired. She used to always give talks and he listened, but he mm. still fell into the ring. You know, he fell into the ring. He got involved because he was so bullied at school and outside of school. He eventually decided he'll rather become the bully, and he went into all the, you know, violence himself, and then became part of the ring of always being called into the principal's office for okay. fighting or for okay. stealing, you know, getting arrested by police. And his poor mother was at her wit's end. Mm. And he and he came across GC because of football. He wanted to join a football club, and some of his friends were part of us. And he decided he'll come. And he started to share his poetry with me. Wow. And explaining his emotions, because he was such a, like, hurting child, so mm, deep mm, with mm. emotions, that he could not, you know, express it in any way other than acting out. And so his poetry became this really, once he started talking in the terms of poetry, he said to me, um, you know, he's never really shared it. And I said, wow. this is so powerful, so many people feel these things, they sure. just don't know how to bring it out. Right. So he started to share you know, and then um, saw that there was Beautiful. a reaction and he started to grow into this whole being Wonderful. of a changed person. Um, and he's now said to me that he feels so many people contemplate life and death, like they're, they're suicidal, they're on the edge, yes. young people um, that really just feel they'll never get out of the darkness and they yeah. told that every day. Wow. And he wants to be that voice right. that, yeah. and that hand. And that light, yeah. Yes. Mm. So he's got this this brand it's got a, a like a hammer over the word manaba and manaba is means hater it means a person that you know sheds hate and throws bricks at you right. and he says you've got to crush that you've got to rise above that you've got to be able to conquer that and use those bricks to pave your pathway to your mm. dream don't see it as something that's going to harm you take it Jeez. and let it inspire and lay a pathway Fantastic. it's how we view it mm. so he, he actually wants to become a teacher he right. feels that teachers, especially high school, he feels grade 8 to grade 10 is where people yeah. are very vulnerable He's right. and easily yeah. misled. And yep. he wants to be that voice in a school mm. and hopefully eventually help schools to to find a way. He calls overall another way right. by his brand because he wants to teach a way of living yes. that's going to help youth overcome that thing of believing the negative words and rather find their greatness and realize it comes inside and we've got to fight yeah. to bring it out mm. yes oh wow so it's going to be an absolute joy hopefully that we arrange to speak to them and we could have a three-way call so you know myself and yourself and the two guys um yes. sam at the at cresta can what is it going to be there for the rest of this month how's it how's it working there that's right yes it's going to be till the 30th of august 
they'll have their standard day, work day and night. So, <laughs> well, till six or seven, depending on what the Christmas shopping centre hours are. But yes. they're there for the full shopping centre hours, um, seven days a week. Okay. So they are, yeah, they're there, they're available. They would love to meet the community, chat to people. You right. know, it's more than just the apparel. It's really, really about stand and, and leading a nation of change. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And we would love our youth and, and our families to get behind this because we all have to. Crime affects every single person. Yeah. Um, violence and, yeah. and hate and all these things, they hurt us. You know, indirectly or directly, we feel the pain. So sure. let's stand together and help these young men to get a voice that's strong. Yes. And I really exactly. appreciate this opportunity today. You know, for right. you taking the time as a community no, to listen absolutely. and, and sure. think about those voices. They, they're so, you know, they're single voices crying out, and but they're powerful. Powerful, so powerful. Yeah, let's enable them. You know, uh, we'll have the podcast produced for Tuesday, and um, what I also wanted to ask you, if someone goes through to Cresta um, and they want something made, they can also order that, Right. And they That's would correct. make it for them. Absolutely. You know, Reno, it's very difficult when you're starting out. I mean, they, as I said to you, like, for example, Romello has to actually clean shoes to be able to yeah. make enough money to yeah. pay something. So you can't have every range, no, of every course size, not. Sure. et cetera. Sure. But they do. They get it done within, within a week of prepared. And, you know, as growing champions, we're actually very happy to even deliver to the clients for, wow. for these young men. We've got a van. We would be very happy to drive out and Excellent. deliver. If people make orders, um, we really want to get behind them. And, you know, a, a clothing line is such a powerful thing because our, our clothing does speak. Absolutely. It's what we represent, what we stand for. We don't have to shout out to the world, but we, we're taking a stand with them. And I think that's beautiful. It is beautiful. We would love people to, to come and order, to take pictures, to, mm. you know, share it on social media and let's let's create a different voice in our nation not the voice of violence and destruction a absolutely voice of, of possibility a voice of possibility correct i'm very tempted because i'm thinking if uh, i'd like to come along and maybe you know get get an outfit or something and then when i wear it at school my students will say sir you are woke you know because <laughs> <laughs> these two young men are woke and bespoke oh, aren't they gosh that's wonderful Marvelous. Marvelous. Stunning. Thank you. So, just before we end, Sam, give us details. How does someone follow Growing Champions, keep up to date with what you're doing, get involved in any way? Give us those details, please. Okay. So, um, firstly, you can obviously use our social media uh, platforms to, to join the pages. So, we've right. got Facebook as Growing Champs, and we've got Instagram as Growing Champions, and we've got... Um, I can give you my cell number if Please. anyone wants to contact us. Sure. Uh, contact me. So it's 082-803-3866. Okay. And then our email address is growingchampionsinfo at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. When did, I uh, just want to clarify, when did the start, when did you launch Growing Champions, Sam? In October 2011. So 10 years ago. That's fantastic, eh? Fantastic. And what a journey. And, of course, COVID brought yet another curved ball to how, because the champions, not only in terms of what they had and the challenges, but then you have the added challenges, I'm sure. Yes. No, it has. It really has, especially with the lack of sport and 
people having to, you know, we are self-funded organizations. Yes. So we depend on people's kindness and, and being drawn in yeah. by their passion, right. wanting, feeling pressed that they want to support a particular thing. We have loads of volunteers and I'd love to invite the community. We, we have people creating, you know, making a meal once a month. Okay. Uh, for our safe homes, we've got two, um, safe houses or flats really um, right. small accommodation but we've got two one for boys one for girls right. we've got teachers that come and tutor for us to give extra lessons to help our kids ramp their education so that they can get tertiary education because they come from very poor schooling sure. um, so we ask for volunteers in that in sport we've got our football we've got other sports you know people want to introduce sports to us we love it we love to have right. an opportunity to try new things so you know, we, we really ask people to step in. There's so mm. many different ways Wonderful. to to reach into this community and help us nourish them because sure. that will really lead to Absolutely. change in this world. Have you got anybody doing some um, drama stuff or music? Well, this is another thing. We actually need people to help us with public speaking. You mentioned telling these stories, and I, I actually wanted to say to you, they've been silenced by violence. Yeah, you know, they've they learned are. to They've learned to hide in the shadows and yes. be muted. Yes. Because it's the only safe way. And it hurts me to actually watch how yeah. they cannot express yeah. themselves. Yeah. And no matter how much we've worked on a lot of things, um, practically, their own personal stories are very hard for them very to, hard. to sure. express. Sure. So I would love, and drama was my saving grace. I, at school, I was the shyest, most anxious human. Wow. And um, when I went into <laughs> high school, and then when I came into high school, I was introduced to drama and yeah. it changed my oh, life. Lovely. So, <laughs> yes, you know, sure. so I would love, you know, that's what I wanted to say, Arena, is that if you have a passion in any form, yes. come to us. Speak to us because your passion will play a role in certain okay. people's lives. Everyone has something Great to offer. Stuff. and sharing those passions that would bring more life into this Absolutely. and definitely in the, in the field of drama yeah. for sure and the universe enriches all around so uh, when we have the podcast uh, produced we must share it far and wide and if not if, yes. when I've got a, a, an idea or a concept or, or somebody I think should maybe be informed or whatever I'll, I'll let you know and then next week Thanks. we speak to you again and the, and the guys maybe we'll see how that goes let's try and get that happening definitely they'd be very very keen yeah, to be awesome. part of it thank great. you wow it's been an absolute joy and an inspiration speaking to you Sue um, I was going to ask you a question then I thought no it's just for fun and I was going to say why did you not become a boxer yourself <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> How can I answer that? I would love to answer that. Uh, go for it. Because, go for it. You know, seriously, because, you know, I, I'm actually terrified of boxing. Oh, like, okay. My dad taught us all. He taught all. I've got, I've got two sisters and yes. two girls, and he taught us all how to defend ourselves. I'm sure. But I, I could not, even when we used to go watch the boxing, I just sit there with my hands over my face. It's terrifying. Couldn't handle it. No, but sure. I said to my dad, you know, dad, and he actually, he actually laughed his head off. I said to him, in his actually close to death moments, I said to him, Dad, you know, <laughs> I was terrified to be in that ring, oh. but I am fighting the good fight. Exactly. In a yeah. completely different way. Yeah. I was such passion. Of I am course. a fighter. Absolutely. So, and yeah, so he, he gave me so much, That's so beautiful. much. Sure. In the honourable life he led, yeah. You but, see, at, you're yeah, in a I'm different fighting. ring. You're in a ring, a boxing, a different boxing ring with different boxing gloves, and, and yeah, it's a different. But it is actually at the heart of it exactly the same because sure, it's yes. a fight. 
gosh. Yes. You know, you know, and it's just, just to finish, yes. we said to me, never be afraid of the blows of life. Life will throw many blows. you just got to learn to fight like a champion. Oof. And that's the, don't step out of the ring. Sure. Stay in the ring. Stay in the ring. But okay. learn to fight. Yes. Learn to fight. You know, sometimes we just have to duck. Yeah. But other yeah. times yeah. you've got to throw the so blows. Throw, you know? Exactly. That was, that was my life lesson for my dad. Brilliant. And then, please won't you repeat the quote that you quoted the first at the beginning of the program about what your dad said. Yes, so when they asked him, what is your greatest sporting moment? He said, the moment I had a hand to give someone, uh, the moment I had a voice to give someone a hand up in life. Oh, that, I feel that should be a mantra like painted on the wall yes. at every school or outside or something. Wow, what a thing. Hey? What, a, what a fabulous way of looking at it. Thank you so much, Sue. And yeah, hopefully we talk next week again. And I hope Thank the guys you. break a leg. I can think you can say that as well. Break legs with the business. <laughs> it is it is a form of creativity. So yeah, great. Yes, okay, sure. ma'am. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye.